amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to hear the latest whispers with the Jets and around the rest of the NFL. So for that, of course, we bring in our friend, co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Hey, Nick, what's up, buddy? Scott, what's up, man? We're getting closer. It's uh, a week and a half away from the tampering period, and hopefully we can kind of see if any of these uh, rumors turned in into any legit news. So uh, it's an exciting time. We're kind of a little past that dead period between the Super Bowl and the start of free agency. So it's exciting. Is there anything dumber than the legal tampering period? Just shorten the offseason <laughs> then and make free agency start two days earlier. What is the point of a legal tampering period? I know. I think it's just to kind of like cover agents' asses for, you know, it gives them a an excuse for saying, no, we, you know, we put together that deal in the uh, 48 hour window. We didn't have it done since the Super Bowl or uh, since, you know, well, every other year, the combine or anything. It's not like we were doing anything illegal. Speaking of agents, let's talk about Marcus May's agent, Eric Burkhart. He endeared himself to Jets fans. And when I say endeared himself, I'm using finger quotes, which you can't see because this is a podcast. But let's just say a lot of people rolled their eyes when they read this. Field Yates tweeted out that the Jets could have $80 million in cap space or more by the time free agency begins. They have five first-round picks over the next three drafts, tie with the Lions for the most. 
any player available, be it free agency or a trade, the Jets have the resources to try and acquire him. Makes sense. Eric Burkhart, Marcus May's agent, decided to reply with, yet they refused to take care of their best player, captain, and team-voted MVP in his prime, who had several all-pro votes and who played out his entire rookie deal and even changed positions on his contract year after they got rid of last year's all-pro safety. There's so many things that made me roll my eyes in that one tweet. I don't even know where to go with that. But first of all, if they franchise tag the guy, they're paying him among the top safeties in the league guaranteed for that year. I know you'd rather have a long-term deal, but there are way worse things that could happen. Also, as far as him playing out his rookie deal, he missed almost the entire season in 2018. And then if you remember, Nick, in the lead up to 2019, he was hurt all throughout camp. There was some question as to whether or not he was going to play. Now, to his credit, he ended up playing the entire season and did really well again last year. I think he did much better once they moved him back from strong safety to free safety. But this whole nonsense game that this agent is playing... I don't really know what he's trying to accomplish. You're plugged into a lot of agents. This can't possibly be helping Marcus May, can it? No, it, it, it sounded to me just like, on one hand, you hate to hear it because, you know, the Jets publicly, the way they're viewed around the league, hasn't always been great. You know, they kind of, you know, in the past can't really kind of, you know, they stumble over their own feet all the time, you know, so they're not viewed as, you know, the greatest franchise. So, you know, you hate to see it when it seems like a lot of things were kind of going positive for the Jets. You had a lot of, um, you know, Joe Douglas, everybody feels good about, the draft picks, the cap space, Robert Sala. Um, then you have, you know, Burkhart coming out and saying something like this. You're just like, really? Like right now when free agency is about to start, like a big, you know, we're all trying to get behind the team and what they're doing. And then you have someone like him come out and say something like that. It's like, it, to me, it was just kind of sour grapes. He's probably frustrated with the lack of, you know, an extension talk with the Jets, not hitting their number, I'm sure. May probably wants to be the highest paid safety on the market, which he's probably, you know, he's not the best safety out there. There's, there's a few others, Marcus Williams and uh, John Johnson from the Rams. So May would kind of probably come in behind those guys, but I'm sure the Jets are not trying to pay a 27, soon to be 28-year-old safety, that type of money. Um, they've been kind of, killed by the safety position and, and all these uh, non, <laughs> I don't want to call them non-important positions, but, you know, non-offensive tackles, not quarterbacks, not edge rushers, not a lockdown corner. So, you know, I'm sure they don't want to kind of tie themselves to a, a safety right now. So, and especially with a new defensive team coming in with Robert Sully, he's going to bring in, you know, new defense for May. Um, maybe he fits, maybe he doesn't. I'm sure he will because he's, he's a flexible player. He's a good football player, a good guy. Um, everybody loves Marcus May, right? Like we all love the player. He's just done everything right. When you look at what we just went through with Jamal Adams, I mean, you know, Jamal was Batman and, and he was Robin and then Batman turned into the villain and we all hated him. So, you know, May just was propped up a little bit by default just because he wasn't a dick like Adams was. So I think everybody kind of endeared themselves to May and vice versa because he says and does all the right things. So, he is a guy you would like to reward. So I'm sure Burkhardt felt the same way. And, you know, he threw in the little jab with the Adams, you know, little point at the end. But Burkhardt's probably frustrated. He's got a few of his clients are on the outs with their teams. I, I know, I know, I believe he reps like Trey Boston, who was cut by the Panthers, and uh, Amos, who could get cut in Green Bay. Maybe not, but maybe a pay cut's coming. So he's probably just frustrated with the market. He thought May would have been the guy to 
kind of cash in this year and it doesn't seem like it's headed that way. So it is sour grapes, but I mean, if I was May, I wouldn't, he won't say anything cause he's a, you know, he's a good humble dude. He's quiet. He won't say anything. I'm sure, but he can't be happy with the fact that he, he put that out there. But I mean, who knows, maybe May is more frustrated than, than we all believe he is. And I mean, he's got every right to, he probably sits back and he looks, he's like, well, look what they just, they didn't pay Adams who was, you know, the, the, face of the franchise what are they going to do to me and he's probably just a little upset with it and spills over into Burkhart so probably just a little negative energy amongst all them but I think we all kind of felt it was headed towards a franchise tag I mean he's a perfect candidate to tag um to see how he fits in solid defense and you know see how if he continues to progress or if he takes a step back then you kind of let him walk next year or maybe even train him in you know midway through the season if, if the year is not going as we all hope so. Um, it just makes too much sense for the Jets to tag him. I know you want to start rewarding your guys, especially on a team that's so <laughs> the talent is not exactly you know, through the roof here. But you know you want to take care of your guys. But I'm sure they'll do that with positions of of importance or more importance. Like you know, hopefully Beckton in a few years will turn out to be the guy we all expect him to be, and then you reward him. But um, it's probably just some frustration. Should also mention, Nick, that the assertion that May is in his prime is a little bit stretching of the truth there. He's about to turn 28. At best, he's at the back end of his prime. I don't know that anybody would say that his best years are ahead of him. He's not 25 years old, but still, Joe Douglas has made it clear that he would like to keep Marcus May. He said so in the conference call with the media today, Robert Sala didn't do much talking or at least didn't say anything worthwhile. As far as Douglas, though, he said that he'd like to keep May, wants to build through the draft, is willing to take phone calls on Sam Darnold, even though no final decision has been made, and that the Jets are only going to be a good team if they hit on their draft picks. So people read that as him saying they wouldn't be interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. Now, you and I, Nick, know that that's a little ridiculous. What's he supposed to say? He can't come out and say, yeah, I want to build through the draft unless Deshaun Watson becomes available. I think everybody kind of understands that if Watson becomes available, that's a different situation. The normal plan is to hit on draft picks, but people are reading a little bit too much into this. And the Darnold thing, look, you talked about this about a month ago. You were the first one to report this. In fact, you did so on this very podcast. But of course, Joe Douglas is willing to answer the phone about Darnold because he's been doing it for the past month or so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why this is shocking news. I guess maybe it's because we haven't heard the words from Douglas's mouth. You know, we haven't heard from him what's in the end of the season, right? In the in the season wrap up, um, or what, maybe when Salah was hired, which is probably the same time period. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was just the the Jets beat kind of getting their uh, getting their hands on Douglas and being able to ask him directly and him answering. Uh, but it shouldn't come as a surprise. Yeah, he's been answering phone calls from multiple teams over the past month, you know, plus. So, uh, Tim, you know, I was also told and from the same source, you told me about the Jets field and the calls that Darnold returning is definitely by far the least likely situation that would happen here. So whether it's a Watson trade, whether it's drafting, uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Max Jones, whatever the quarterback of choice here is for the team, um, bringing back Sam Darnold is definitely the, least likely option and you can hear it in in both of their voices today they didn't again commit to him didn't say he was coming back to start didn't even say he was going to compete to start it was more just kind of all right let's just get past this Arnold question so we can move on and 
you know, when we're ready and we get these, you know, if we finally get the chance to see and touch and feel and, you know, kind of look at these quarterbacks with our own eyes on, on the field with, you know, Zach Wilson and Fields, um, then, then they'll make the move to move on. Um, it's just a matter of time and definitely it's more of a, uh, a when, not an if. Um, so I think everybody knows this Darnold thing is headed towards a trade. It's just who's going to take them. It seems like it's Washington or the Bears, in my opinion, are the two uh, most likely landing spots. And then you have a few teams on like the outside who could, you know, sneak in. I mean, we just saw the, the watch Arizona, who would have thought that, but um, you know, so there's always an opportunity for someone else, maybe like a Carolina to get in there, but um, it's just, it, it's going to end up in, in Darnold being dealt and hopefully they can, the Jets can get, whether it's a second rounder and, and something later or second rounder in a 2022 pick. Um, I think they will at least be able to add a, a second rounder and the Jets will be focused on uh, a new quarterback in 2021. And that new quarterback could have a shiny new receiver in the form of Allen Robinson. Now, Nick, I think he's probably going to get franchise tagged, but he could still get moved in a trade, and he seems fond of New York. He recently appeared on the Chris Collinsworth podcast and had some very nice things to say about the city, as well as the man who a lot of people are linking to the Jets as their potential next quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the most important thing I took out of it was the fact that he's aware of and, and interested in Zach Wilson. I mean, look, Allen Robinson's one of the best receivers in the game, quietly played on two terrible offenses with a bunch of terrible quarterbacks. So you know, unless he goes all like, hey, I'm strictly for the top dollar, and hey, it's going to probably be a mixture of the two, right? If, let's say, maybe a team like the Jets are – uh, someone else was paying like two to three million dollars more, and then somebody like Green Bay came in and offered him less, but has the opportunity to play with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he would go and play with Aaron Rodgers. But um, yeah, he he you know he mentioned he felt the excitement from the fans. He says he trains in New York in the off season, which is cool. He's familiar with it, liking all these tweets. He liked one of our tweets of uh, from U Stadium about like a hypothetical Sam Darnold trade, you know, a tag and trade from the Bears. So he's teasing all the Jet fans, and we all we're all completely this built the same way, right? It's well, we're built to expect something to go wrong, and is he going to use the Jets for leverage to make more money somewhere else? And you know, that's like the first thing that pops into everybody's mind is like, well, why would you know, we, why do we get nice? Why would we get a nice thing? Like, well, we don't, we don't. That doesn't happen to us, you know. So we're expecting the other shoe to drop or something to happen. So. Um, it would be obviously a slam dunk move and you know, he's a great character guy, a leader, um, somebody who would fit into the offense and obviously would be huge for whoever's playing quarterback, especially a young quarterback. Like if it is Wilson, who he said he was very familiar with and he, he went into detail. It wasn't just say, Oh yeah, I seen the guy on like sports center or something. You know, he knew everything about BYU being ranked and, you know, <laughs> talking about some teams that he, they played. And um, so he, he was, he's been doing his homework. You can tell. Um, says like again, he says that he trains in New York in the off season, and you know when he moved from Jacksonville to Chicago, he noticed how the media was much more involved and how the fans were excited about the Bears, where in Jacksonville it was not exactly a, a big football city. I don't think that's shocking news to anybody who listens. But um, so then I think Collinsworth mentioned something about the taxes in New York and New Jersey being higher, and would that impact him signing? And he said no. You know the fact that 
the opportunity to play in a big market kind of cancels that out. I'm sure he kind of means the endorsements and other opportunities that you can make that money back pretty easily. Um, so it was, you know, kind of, I guess some of your worries is always like, well, are we going to have the quarterback that appeals to him? He hit the fact that Zach Wilson, you know, he'd be, you know, didn't say it, but said it without saying um, how he's exciting. He's an exciting prospect. And, um, you know, Collinsworth brought up the Aaron Rodgers comparison to him and he kind of nodded about it. Um, and then the taxes, which always seems to be something that comes up, he kind of, you know, squashed that too. So it was cool to hear. I mean, yeah, if it, it seems like Chicago isn't, either not interested in paying him long-term or not meeting the price that he wants, whether it is upwards. I mean, he's already kind of squashed that report that said it was, he was looking for $20 million a year. He pretty much said that wasn't true. Um, but if it is 16, 17, 18, it doesn't seem like Chicago's in the position to do that. And he's, you know, looking to get that deal. He doesn't want to play the tag game. So, um, and that's why you hear reports about him and also Kenny Galladay in Detroit, even if he, they do get tagged next week, you know, the deadline's, I believe a week from today um, or yesterday, uh, even if they, they do get tagged, there's always the opportunity for someone to come in and offer, you know, a second rounder or a third rounder and, you know, kind of work out your own deal. So it's, I wouldn't say if he gets tagged, you know, next week, it's, you know, oh man, here's the, the end of the uh, Allen Robinson dream. I think there's, there will be an opportunity for a potential trade. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk about the quarterback that Allen Robinson spoke of during that interview with Chris Collinsworth, BYU's Zach Wilson. 
there was a really entertaining conspiracy theory going around on Twitter involving Wilson, and I laughed so hard that I thought my eyeballs were going to pop out. The theory is that because Zach Wilson's uncle owns JetBlue, JetBlue is throwing around a ton of money to pump up Zach Wilson's stock. I wonder if they were able to get to Chris Sims, who said today that Zach Wilson is his number one rated quarterback by a decent margin. I wonder if JetBlue cut a check to Tim Jenkins, who said something similar on this podcast. I wonder if JetBlue cut a check to Joe Theismann and to Mark Schlereth, who said similar things as well. I know that this is obviously a ridiculous conspiracy, but I did want to ask you about something involving agents and this time of year and the way the draft process works, because as I said, and everybody knows, you know a lot of agents, so you understand how the game is played. JetBlue being involved in this or people being bought off explicitly <laughs> is a little insane, but... Wilson and all the other top prospects do have agents that pump their stock up in different ways, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's uh, you know the, the you can tell when you can tell who's I don't want to say in in the pockets, but you can tell, see who's friendly with who. You know, certain guys in the media tend to play the player role, the agent role, and then others tend to play the organization role. You know, the ownership. So um, then you have guys who are strictly down the middle, like Adam Schefter, who kind of play both both ends and um but yeah i mean it happens all the time i mean like that's what these marketing brands do that's what these agents do like they they want to get their it's basically pr um you know they want to get their player out in the good good graces of of certain people and i mean that's why um zach you know zach wilson hired you know wme which is basically a a sister company of you know the caa i mean those are the powerhouse brands right so it's they know what they're doing. They know how to get their client out there. They know how to get good talk, good press about these guys. Um, yes, it happens. The, to think JetBlue is doing this is is pretty funny. Um, I mean, that's definitely not happening. I mean, I've never heard of something like that. Like a, I mean, I get the relationship kind of thing, and he thinks like Zach Wilson. You know, it's not, he's not exactly. You know, it's not like Trey Lance who could use a little bit of the the pub right now. Like. Wilson's name has been hot for months now. He's not exactly like being talked neg- negatively about. And they need to kind of shine some public, you know, some good PR on him. He's he's the the darling of the uh, the draft season. You know, like there's a guy like this that happens all the time. Everybody wants to. You have someone in, in Trevor Lawrence who's been raved about for years as this true. He could have been playing in the NFL as a true freshman, and it's the nature of the beast, right? It's like we all want to prep a guy up and brag about him and talk just to see him kind of be brought down a peg or two. So everybody would love to be the one who says Zach Wilson is going to be better than this guy who everybody loves, you know? So it's just kind of the way it happens every year. Um, you have like a late riser, you have a darling of the, you know, scouts and the experts, but I still think <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going one. I don't think the Jaguars are going to listen to any of this. They know he's a, you know, not just a, great quarterback prospect but he's a brand and he's going to help them sell seats and go to london probably in their eyes but um could zach wilson land in a better position and have a better career yeah we see it all the time like i don't think you know you bring up chris sims like his his 2018 rankings were pretty spot on lamar jackson and josh allen won two and then you have 
uh, you know, Baker three, Darnold four, Rosen five. Does that mean if, you know, Darnold went to a better position, better situation, would, would he have been better than uh, any of those guys? And, and Sims's ratings would have been off. Like it, it, it matters so much where you end up and who's around you um, that like these rankings, yeah, Chris Sims has pretty, pretty solid. I mean, looking at them, they're like, wow, it's kind of high, high, you know, raising eyebrow raising or whatever the, the saying is, but um, it seems like he kind of has something he looks for in a specific quarterback and, you know, has a, a an eye for it, played the position, obviously is involved in the media, knows what goes on. Um, but I don't think there's anything along the lines of Jet Blue cutting out like 50 checks to these scouts. Like, it can't be that everybody has him at quarterback two, QB two, and like, but there's a big conspiracy about it. I could see if like, two or three guys out of nowhere started saying like Kellen Mond, like I know I bring him up because Sim said him like Kellen Mond is definitely QB, QB two. Like, and you're like, where did this come from? But like everybody's talking about Wilson's either one or two. I mean, uh, you know, two or one or two, two or two a, you know, so it's not like this guy's come out of like nowhere the past week or two and just kind of risen to this like hype train. Nick, let's talk QB carousel. Nothing new on the Russell Wilson front. Nothing new really on the Deshaun Watson front. The only thing that's a little bit new is the fact that Aaron Wilson and John McClain did a podcast together for the Houston Chronicle. And I have an article about this up at playlikeajet.com. We already know what McClain said in terms of what he thinks a possible deal could look like. He said... The two first-rounders this year, number two and number 23, the first-rounder next year, second-rounder next year, Sam Darnold, and perhaps Quinton Williams, but I read that as him saying they'd love to get Quinton Williams. They'd probably have to settle for either another draft pick or a different player. Aaron Wilson said that it could be a first-rounder this year, a first-rounder next year, a second-rounder this year, a second-rounder next year, Sam Darnold, Quinton Williams, and Marcus May on a tag and trade, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I would assume that the Texans are trying to shed salary. But either way, that's not anything new. Yeah. That's just those two guys speculating. As of right now, the Texans are still dug in. Deshaun Watson is still dug in. But the rest of these quarterbacks, we're starting to hear more and more news. Rick Spielman came out and said Kirk Cousins is their quarterback going forward in Minnesota. <laughs> Obviously, anything can change, but... The way he said it and the fact that I don't know that they have better options on the table, honestly, I believe him. So I do think Cousins will be there. You heard yeah. a similar sentiment from the Raiders. I don't think that Carr gets moved unless he's a piece to get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Otherwise, I think he's the quarterback there. The one that could be interesting is Jimmy Garoppolo. We haven't heard anything new, but all kinds of smoke about him possibly being moved and Teddy Bridgewater could even be a possibility. There was talk of that with San Francisco, a whole lot going on in Carolina too, that Bridgewater's the backup plan in case they can't land somebody better. And the big news is that apparently there was some sort of substantive movement on the Dak Prescott contract negotiations and now it appears that they're either going to reach some sort of long-term deal or they'll franchise tag him again in good faith with the idea that they'll work out a long-term deal at some point. So that's where everything's at right now with the quarterbacks, right? Yeah, I think you pretty nailed it pretty much. Uh, Watson's stuff is pretty quiet. I mean, I think we're all looking for kind of any little news that we can take. And then you had the one report that... Um, 
McLean said five teams have reached out and Washington wasn't one of them. That was really the only kind of mention of any team. And then you have everybody speculating, oh, Jets, Dolphins, Panthers, Bears, who was the other team, Raiders. And, you know, so everybody's kind of filling in filling in the gaps here. And then, you know, Washington is kind of focused on somewhere else. But, yeah, I mean, you have the same teams that keep coming up who will try and add, like, the veteran, whether it's a free agent or a trade. You know, the free agent market's pretty dry. But then, obviously, adding, like, an Alex Smith to it will make it a little bit better, I guess, if you think he can kind of spot start for somebody. Um, Rappaport mentioned the Bears as somebody to watch. I guess that would be like the ultimate fallback if they can't land uh, Watson, Wilson, Darnold. You know, so it, it seems like Washington, Chicago, Carolina would be active in a trade market. It seems like the 49ers, if you believe them, are going to go Garoppolo, but trade for somebody like a Teddy um, or bring in somebody as like a cheap well, not a cheap, but, you know, a, a backup who could play, not just like a Beathard or, you know, even though Nick Mullins has had some moments here and there, they want somebody who pretty much they know Garoppolo is probably going to get hurt eventually. Um, mm-hmm. And they want somebody who can play and keep them afloat and not just kind of have their season tailspin and go six and 10 again. Um, so it seems like maybe that's what they're doing. If it is trading for Teddy or, you know, bringing in, maybe it is Darnold, maybe they, feel like Darnold's an affordable guy who can push Garoppolo and um, maybe that's a potential outsider team, but uh, the Russell Wilson thing is quiet. I I just don't buy any of that. I never did. Uh, Same with Dak. Like he's going to get tagged if he doesn't get signed long-term. And um, yeah, you mentioned like, I think Calvin Watkins reported this morning that last night's talks were more productive than they've been in the past, you know, months um, or since they could talk. So it seems like something productive or positive is going to come out of that on the Dallas side. I don't think he goes anywhere. So once you kind of start crossing off names, it's like, well, man, this is a little bit drier than it could have been about a month ago when we were here or a few weeks ago when you're here and is Russell going to go somewhere? Is Watson going somewhere? Is Dak? And like, holy shit, we're going to have like elite quarterbacks changing spots and we're probably not. Um, But it just makes the Watson thing so much crazier. And, you know, by all means, like the Watson team is just dug in and they're not even, you know, you talked to Cully, as we mentioned last week, like it just doesn't seem like there's going to be any give there. And it's just going to be a matter of time. And you you hear like uh, Graziano, J- Jeremy Fowler saying they expect something to happen or pop up around, you know, a few nights before the morning of the draft when they just say, all right, he's not coming back. We have to capitalize this year on draft picks. We can't go into the season with him sitting out and AJ McCarron starting games. Like that's not going to fly. So maybe something does. And they all say like the Jets are the most equipped, you know, the best equipped team to make something happen. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's kind of like a waiting game, I guess, you know, know, what you do know is the Jets are probably not going to be making any kind of moves at quarterback until they see these pro days happen and into April, um, and, you know, maybe Marcus Mariota gets cut or traded and <clears throat> he ends up with like the Patriots and you can cross them off the list, you know, or maybe he ends up with Chicago or Washington, you cross them off the list. So, but then otherwise you have like a free agent market that's filled with like backups or, you know, guys who you just won't be too excited about. Like, you know, Fitzpatrick, Brissett, Alex Smith, Dalton, Cam Newton. It's like, I don't think getting any of those guys are going to preclude any of them trading for Sam Darnold. Um, but everything always points back to Washington 
to me and to everybody else. I think that would be, I mean, I think we all would be happy if the Jets were able to land pick 51 for, for Darnold that gives you, you know, another pick in the top you know, 75 in the draft and uh, more ammo and the ability to kind of just say, all right, Darnold's gone. Let's move on and focus on the drafts or Watson and gives a lot of the Jeff fans who are just nervously expecting the worst to happen and the Jets to go with Darnold again. It gives them a bit of a breather, but um, yeah, it's, it's been slow and, and Rappaport and I think Schefter, they said it too. It's like, seems like it's going to be pretty quiet. I think, people thought like the Wentz trade was going to lead to something else and it didn't, I, I kind of expected it to be. And then you heard the reports about the Jets kind of holding Darnold for a little bit. And then you're like, Oh, maybe it is true. But um, so it seems pretty quiet and we'll see, I, I guess free agency would be, you know, unless the team, you know, was worried about their free agency ads or, you know, says, hey, I don't think we'll be able to land a, a receiver with, you know, let's say Washington's like, maybe we can get Juju if we land Darnold, let's trade for him. So it, anything could happen at any minute, right? You know, all that needs to happen is a team sees Douglas say that today, like, yeah, I'm going to pick up the phone and they call and an offer is there. Um, anything can happen, but it just seems like now it'll be a little bit of a, a wait and see. Nick, last thing, Henry Anderson gone. He was released. No big surprise there. Terrible contract by Mike McCagnin. That was one of those situations where McCagnin got Anderson for a seventh-round pick. He played relatively well that year. And after Anthony Barr stood them up, that was their reaction, was to go and re-sign Henry Anderson to a big contract. Never lived up to it. Not a shock to anybody who knew anything about Henry Anderson. Very much a replaceable part on that defensive line. There was no reason to be giving him 85 to $9 million a year over a three-year period. And so the Jets cut bait as soon as it was feasible. As Luke Grant wrote at playlikeajet.com when discussing this release, one thing that Jets fans are certainly going to miss, well, a lot of them won't, but some of them will anyway, is Henry Anderson's wife always lurking in the mentions on Twitter and Instagram to praise you or give you a like or whatever if you mention her husband in a positive light. She'll now have to do that somewhere else. There's not really a lot to this, Nick, other than the Jets clearing out some cap space before free agency and saying goodbye to a player who came nowhere near being worth the money that he was being paid. Yeah, just a terrible contract by a terrible GM and (laughs) a terrible era of Jet football, and hopefully we're past that and we can move on to better players and better GMing and a better era. Yeah, I think everybody knew it was coming and uh, probably a few more to come, like Van Roten possibly and... Uh, Alex Lewis and who's who knows about Fanton Crowder I would hold on to them until at least the draft until you kind of get an answer there I don't think there's no need to be in any rush to cut Crowder or or Fanton right now you know what's the point they're they're decent players Crowder's a little better than decent but you know with a roster like this like any kind of professional football player there's no reason to get rid of when you have upwards of like a hundred million dollars in cap room and um, a need at the position so uh, probably be like a Van Roten, Ryan Griffin, Alex Lewis. They'll probably be the next ones to go. And then other than that, I mean, you don't have many other guys who are making too much money. I mean, maybe the Darnold trade sheds a little bit more. But, um, yeah, just a – I don't want to say a bad player because he had a nice year or two with us. And uh, you know, maybe he'll end up back in Tampa Bay and or playing with uh, Todd Bowles, who he played well under. And, you know, in a rotation there. And he'll <laughs> pick up a few sacks and probably go win a ring with Tom Brady and – you'll hear like the Jets beat, like bragging about another former Jet winning a Super Bowl next year and off we go. 
Nick Spano of U Stadium, thank you so much for coming on as always and talking about the latest whispers you've been hearing. Really appreciate it. Lots going on over at U Stadium. It's a little bit slow, but we're getting closer and closer. So the rumors are going to come hot and heavy pretty quickly. And you got to download that app, right? Yeah, man. Download the app, ustadium.com slash download. You can get it, App Store, Google Play. Or you can just go on the website and check it out too, ustadium.com. You could use it like an app. You know, kind of like the uh, Instagram face app, too. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you saw what uh, Diana Rossini said. who said it's going to be a, uh, like, bloodshed this coming week when teams are trying to get under the cap. So, hopefully, we start to ramp some stuff up. And, you know, hopefully, the Jets are the team that can take advantage of some of these uh, unexpected cuts or even kind of getting in there with a trade, like, you know, some of those swap picks, like a player and a fifth rounder for a fourth rounder or something along those lines. So, hopefully – you know, Douglas is aggressive there. I know he doesn't like to give up picks, but he seems to kind of like that swapping of picks and moving back if that means taking on a player. So um, hopefully we start hearing some stuff in a few weeks and turn on the notifications on the app too, for sure. So you'll get all the uh, breaking news there. And also make sure you visit playlikeajet.com. A lot of great content there at the moment. In fact, Kyle Smith wrote a fantastic piece that's been getting raves. It's called, Have You Taken the Sam Darnold Blue Pill? And it runs through everything involving Sam Darnold, why we all hoped he would be good, and why we have to stop lying to ourselves and admit that he hasn't been, and then it's time to move on. Luke Grant has a fantastic deep dive on Zach Wilson that is sponsored by JetBlue, obviously, Nick. <laughs> and also he's got a deep dive on Justin Fields up as well. Unfortunately, nobody has offered to pay us for that one yet. Guys on Twitter who might be able to sponsor that if we can give him a call maybe. Good idea. Yeah, we'll crowdsource that and get a few bucks for that. Also, up on the site, courtesy of Paul Eston, Boy Green, Four big takeaways from the press conference. We talked about that. And, of course, we detailed what Chris Sims thinks of these quarterback prospects and how he has Zach Wilson, number one. A lot of other phenomenal content, too, up right now. So check it out at playlikeajet.com. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on the podcast yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.